We are on Subis Ayin Dalad Amabez 74b as we continue in the Gemara with regards to different cases of an engagement, a halachic engagement, a kedushin, which is altnai, based on certain conditions, and what happens if the conditions are met, or they, as we will see, they somehow are met, but only after the fact, what happens in these different scenarios. So says the Gemara, Tana Rabbanan, it is taught in a b'raisa, that let's say it's a case where they, he had a kedushin, he was engaged on the condition that she, the wife did not have take upon herself any oaths, any shivuos, or really any, any neder, she didn't take upon herself any neder, any oath, and uh, what she's able to do, one of the ways that she's able to undo a neder, an oath, is by uh, going to a chacham, by going to a, uh, a tamil chacham, a Torah scholar, and uh, the person could find, the, that rabbi could find an opening, a Pesach, an opening to see how really she didn't really want to take upon herself this, if she knew about such and such, she would never really have taken it on, and therefore they could, as we will see, even retroactively annul this, uh, this oath. So if she does that, so then they're, they're engaged. There's, it's a halachic engagement because in the end of the day, even though she took on the oath, but we'll see that it works retroactively. It's like there's no oath there to begin with. However, what happens was on condition that she doesn't have any blemishes, and she has a blemish, and then while they're in, during that time period afterwards, it's a rofa repo, but then she goes to a doctor, and the doctor removes the blemish. We say that she is not, it's not engaged, even though she removed the blemish. Why? What's the difference between going to the chacham who annuls the vow versus going to the doctor who removes the blemish? Answers the Gemara that when it comes to the Tamil chacham, the Torah scholar who annuls the vow, that happens retroactively. That takes place retroactively. It's like it wasn't there at all. Never was it there. As opposed to the doctor, the blemish was there until the doctor came. And then the doctor came and removed the blemish. But that doesn't mean there was never a blemish there. There was, in fact, a blemish there. And therefore, they are not engaged because it was on condition that there was no blemish. And there was, even though it doesn't exist currently, but there was a mum. There was a blemish. The Gemara now asks, wait a minute. There's another brysa which seems to argue on what we just said. This second brysa says the same thing with regards to the doctor. With regards to the doctor, they're still not engaged because he only healed her later on. At the time of the engagement, she had a blemish. But there's a big difference between the second brysa and the first brysa with regards to uh, having the chacham, having the Torah scholar annul the vow. In the first brysa, we said that she is engaged because he was able to annul it retroactively. But according to the second brisa, even if one goes, even if she went to the chacham and the Torah scholar and the Torah scholar annul the vow, they are still not engaged. It's not a halachic engagement. Why not? Why isn't, this a, why isn't it a halachic engagement? And also, this is a contradiction to the previous brisa. How do we explain this contradiction? So Amarava, Rava says, this is how you explain it. Lokasha, Harumeir, Harabalazar. The way you explain this is to say as follows. It depends what we're talking about. If it's Rameir or Rabalazar, what do they say? Rameir says that a person has in mind that he would want his wife to go to court to annul the vow. It's not viewed as embarrassing, or even if it is embarrassing, but he prefers that over the fact that she has uh, taken upon herself a vow. And she, he's fine. He's perfectly fine with her going to the Beisden, to the court to annul her vow. And therefore, he had all this in mind. He had all this in mind at the time of the engagement that if there is a if she took upon herself various oaths, so then she could annul it in court. However, Rabbi Lazar Amar 
Dalmar Inadam wrote such says that a person that uh, a, a, a stam person, uh, the average person, does not want to go to court, uh, meaning for his wife to go to court to annul the vow. It's too embarrassing. He never has that in mind. He doesn't want it to happen. Since he doesn't want it to happen, so therefore when they got engaged, on the condition that there are uh, no oaths, so then he has one mind also that even if, she were to, even if she had oaths and she tried to annul it, no, that's not what I have in mind. I don't want her going to the court. I don't want her to go and annul the, the, the various oaths that she took upon herself. And therefore, it is not. That's the sec- explanation of the second b'risa. They are not engaged because it does not fulfill the condition because he never wanted her to go to the, to the, to the Torah scholar anyways. So now that we had these two different opinions, Ramey and Rabbi Lazar, so the Gemara, for the rest of this uh, class, um, the Gemara says, well, what, what's the original source for those two statements of Ramey and Rabbi Lazar? They both argue as to whether or not uh, your average person is okay with, is fine with his wife if she took on a, a, an oath for her to go to uh, the court to have it annulled. What is this? What is this? Where, where's, where's the original source? Mahi. Ditanan, because we have the following mission and Gitin. What happens if a person gets divorced? He divorces his wife. Why does he divorce his wife? Because his wife was taking upon herself various oaths. Or, let's say, because she has a bad name. She had a certain bad name, a bad reputation of uh, being with, uh, not, not any proof, but a, a bad reputation of being with other men. And that's why he's divorcing her without any hard, uh, hardcore proof. So then, we, the law is that they cannot remarry. They're not allowed to remarry. Why not? So there are really two different reasons. The second reason, which is explained by Rashi, is that this is really viewed as a, as a knas. This is to make sure that women will now know, from now on, women will know that if they get divorced, they can't remarry. They can't remarry the same husband, even though in general they can. They can't remarry the, the same husband because uh, if, they, if they give themselves a bad name or if they take on certain oaths, so they're not going to do it. It's a way to prevent them from doing it. The other explanation, the first explanation that Rashi gives, is that we're afraid of kilkel. We're afraid that something's going to happen. Why? What's going to happen? She'll marry somebody else. The first husband will then come and say, no, you're still married to me. The whole thing was uh, null and void. It doesn't really exist because it was under based on false assumptions. I thought that you took upon yourself various oaths, but then the, comes the, the chacham, the, um, the beisdin, the court, and annuls it. So you're really still married to me. You're really still married to me, and it ends up being that uh, potentially it's, if, it's as if she committed adultery, potentially. Um, uh, and the, the same would be true with regards to the Shemra, that uh, she has a bad name, but what happens if she, uh, she uh, improves her reputation, and uh, she no longer has a bad reputation? So then the husband could come, the first husband could come and say, oh, so we should really be staying married. We should really be married because it was based on false assumptions. It wasn't a real divorce because I assumed one thing, it was wrong. And that could impact her for the rest of her life. Let's say she went on and married somebody else. It's, uh, it'll be a terrible situation. So that's what we say. Ah, if you get divorced because of these reasons, you can't come back and say, no, these reasons no longer apply. Can't do that. You can't, uh, you can't return to her. Okay, that's what the opening uh, position is. Comes Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda says it depends on the type of oath which uh, she took upon herself. If it's an oath in front of 10 people, then... They cannot uh, remarry. Why can't they remarry? Because he's of the opinion that the reason why uh, they can't remarry is because uh, she did something. Um, she she took on oaths that she should not have taken. It's a form of a fine. It's a penalty. It's a knas. And now if she does this in front of ten, that's even worse. 
It's even worse because if you do it in front of 10, so even though in general when a, when a couple is married, the wife takes an oath, the husband has the ability to annul that vow by hafaris habal, not through the Torah scholar necessarily, but from the husband. So then if she, if she does it in front of 10, so then he can't do it either. There's a, there's a special type of an oath where it's done in front of 10, so then the husband can't do it either. And so Rabbi Huda says, if it's done in front of 10, um, so then... So then uh, he can't remarry her after because he would say, oh, I never knew that the Torah scholar could annul the, could annul the oaths and therefore it was based on false assumptions and therefore we shouldn't be divorced. We don't want that to happen. So therefore we tell him you can never remarry her. However, if it's not in front of 10 people and the husband had the opportunity to annul her vow, just like every husband does, he could do hafaris nadarim, he could annul his wife's vow. It's a special uh, right that he has towards his wife. So then in that case, we say, he has no excuses. He can't come back later on and say, oh, I didn't know. Of course he knows. Of course he knows. He's the husband. Of course he knows. And so therefore, uh, we're not concerned. We, don't, we wouldn't believe him. However, they could, in fact, uh, get married again. We won't, uh, we won't make this uh, penalty. And they could, in fact, get married again. Okay. Romer Omer. The next opinion is Romer, which is why we're bringing this in. Sorry, back to Rabbi Yehuda. It could be uh, slightly differently than what I was saying. If it's not in front of 10 people, it's not as a big of a problem. This is really what it is. It's not as big of a problem because it's not, it's not a situation where the, the husband can't annul it. The husband could annul it, and so therefore it's not so bad, and therefore we won't put a fine upon it. And we'll say they could get married again. What is Rameyer? The next opinion. This next opinion was similar to what I originally said within Rabbi Yehuda. Rameyer says, well, if it's the type of oath where, um, where the chacham could the tamal chacham the um, the uh, court could annul the vow, but the husband can't because the husband could only annul certain vows, but not all vows. So he can't do it, but the court could. So in that case, we're going to tell you you can't uh, get mar- married again. Why? Because Rameir's of the opinion that the concern is kilkul that she'll marry somebody else. He'll come back with a with a good claim to say that. Um, I never knew about this. And he could say, I never knew that the, that the, that the uh, court could annul the vow. However, if it's Vishena Tzachachir if he doesn't need a Torah scholar, if the husband could do it himself, it's a situation where the, it's a type of oath that the husband could annul. So then the husband has no claim. The husband doesn't have any claim uh, because he, he knew that he could have annulled the vow. He still divorced her. He has no claim. And therefore, and since he has no claim, he would never make such a claim. And therefore, they could, in fact, uh, we're, not, we're not concerned for any uh, terrible situation where she's going to marry somebody else. And the husband comes back and says, no, we're still married. That, that doesn't exist. And therefore, they could, in fact, uh, get married again. So within her of mayor, so it's clear, mayor assumes that people are generally fine with going to the court to annul a vow. That's what he says, that uh, I knew that uh, I didn't know about it. But now that you did it, uh, I'm happy with it. So Rebelezer says, in fact, the opposite. Rabbi Lazar says that in a case where the husband could do it because it's a type of oath that the husband could annul the vow, he could do a farce nadarim. So then, so then, the husband could in fact make a claim and say that, I didn't know that I could do it. I didn't know that I could do it. And so there, now that I'm doing it after we got divorced, it's like we didn't really get divorced. It was based on a false assumption. And therefore we say, loyachzer, they cannot remarry because we're concerned that maybe she'll marry somebody else. The husband will come back. And say, no, we're still married. It was based on a false assumption. I didn't realize that I could annul your vow. Uh, that's in a situation where he could annul. But if it's a situation where he can't, Rabbi Lazar says that uh, a person would never want to go to a Torah scholar. This is why we're bringing this down. 
Would a person want to go to a Torah scholar or, or to the court to annul a vow? Rabbi Lozer says a person would want to. It's too embarrassing to bring his wife to, to court to annul a vow. It's too embarrassing. He wouldn't want to bring her. And therefore, it's too embarrassing. He wouldn't want to bring her. He can't make the claim. Oh, only if I knew that I could bring her to court. He doesn't want to bring her to court. Rameir is of the exact opposite opinion. Rameir says that no. When he, he could make such a claim that if only I knew that I could bring her to court, I would bring her to court to another vow before the, marriage, before the divorce. Now that it's afterwards, it was based on a false assumption. It's like there's no divorce. So we, we want to make sure that he can't make that claim because it could cause problems for her if she marries somebody in between. So therefore we say you can't get, uh, you can't get back together. Um, but that's the position of Mary because he says that the husband, in fact, uh, wants his wife to go to court to another vow. Rabbi Lazar says, no, he doesn't want his wife to. It's too embarrassing. And since it's too embarrassing... Therefore, he would never do it. Ah, oh, so why can't they uh, get married? Well, why can't they get married? Because he says, Rebbe just says that, that once, the rabbi, once the rabbis made this decree, they made this decree um, across the board. They made this decree across the board. Both in a case where the, where the husband could, in fact, uh, be Mayfair, he couldn't know the, the, her, her oath, and in a case where he can't. Okay, a few more lines. Says the Gemara, my time is Rabbi Huda. What's this idea of Rabbi Huda? That once it's in front of ten, things all of a sudden change. We'll see, it's not just ten. It's a dispute. It's an argument whether it's three or ten. But once it's ten, so then uh, you can no longer annul the vow. Because the Pasuk says, um, in Yoshua, um, that when the Givonim came, the Givonim came and they lied, and they made them take an oath, uh, so, um, uh, because, because they took an oath. The Jews took an oath, so therefore they can't back out. It's a whole story in, in the book of Yoshua, of Joshua, but because they took the oath and it was done in public, they can't back out. So we see from here that you can't back down from an oath that you take in front of ten. How many is it? The common rabbim, I keep on saying ten, but it's a dispute. Rashi earlier said ten. Rabbi Nachum Reitzel says two, when you say two, or, or, or just anything in plural, that means two. Anything more than that, rabbim, the public, that means three. So he's of the opinion three. Rebutzaka says it's 10 because Ada refers to, when we say Ada, which means a, a group, a congregation, the minimal amount for that is 10. So in the end of the day, when you take this oath in front of 10 people, or according to some, uh, in front of 3 people, so that's a different type of an oath, and you can't back out of that type of an oath. Okay, we are on the top of Ayin Haim and Aleph 75a, as we will continue with this discussion in the next class.